Hi, um, welcome to How Did It Get So Late, a live broadcast Tuesday nights at 9.10pm where I read you a short story. Um, it has been a doozy of a week for me, personally. Um, I moved to New York and now I'm at an artist residency in rural Pennsylvania, hence the... Um, crickets that you may or may not be able to hear in the background um but it's called soaring gardens and it is so stunning i cannot emphasize enough truly the gardens and the studio and the house um so oh just absolutely beautiful my car broke down um, on the way here, uh, and it was a whole situation because auto shops are not open on Sundays, which seems like a gap in the market for any, um, mechanics, uh, you know, it, one day a week, be a mechanic, uh, but, yeah, so, but we managed to get here, um, yesterday, and it's been a bit overwhelming, for sure, uh, just moving to you know, a new city and now feeling pressure to make good use of my time here. Um, but yeah, it feels like a big transitional period, which hopefully it's a good transitional period. Um, but I am very grateful that, um, you know, I, I'm, gotten to this point right now and have a place that is mine and to noodle I get to run around and um I get to experience all these new things and I'm I'm very excited and yeah I it, it also feels so incredibly good to be surrounded by other artists right now I guess I should kind of explain a little bit but essentially we're um we're at this beautiful house with a studio beside it and we applied as a group me madison sammy and brie um and we all work in different mediums and stuff and we we all applied to come live and work together at this place and do essentially whatever we want to do um they said if we wanted to lay around in a hammock all day we could do that to feel inspired or you know whatever um but there will be much of that but i am dipping my toes into natural dyeing and doing some silk scarf like flower pressing um which was a last minute addition thanks to my sister um some paper making me and brie are gonna try to make some paper um planning a coverlet since there's a lot of history here for coverlet making and there's a coverlet museum that's not too far away in Pennsylvania. Um, and then just doing some upkeep with running like the weaving business, uh, which I have been slacking on pretty hardcore because I have not been in a great place to weave in the past few months. Um, but when I get back and I'm settled in New York, I am gonna get going because it's been too long and I really do miss it. But it'll be so nice to like be able to truly set something up and spend time on it so I'm shockingly not weaving here though um 
I wanted to spend this time doing things that I normally feel like aren't productive enough for me to spend time on and that I wouldn't make space for physically and mentally in general um and I'm all very excited about just everything that we're gonna do and you know maybe maybe I got too many things to do um because three weeks really isn't that long but yeah I'm very excited um about it all and I really miss being able to ask questions and get feedback and just talk about art um so this time is very special um and it's like a little flashback to college which I miss honestly I loved college um but yeah so very exciting um, as a reminder, if you have stories you want to share, there is an email link at the bottom of the website, um, and broadcasts will be available until the next one airs a week later. So I'm keeping it shorter tonight, um, and next week there will unfortunately not be a broadcast because I will be unavailable, um, but I will make available all the broadcasts so far for the whole week. So you can listen to one a day if you want. I believe this will be the sixth episode. Um, so feel free, they'll, they'll all be on the website for that week. Um, yeah, so this week's story, um, I didn't really proofread. Uh, I've been terrible about it, but um, I, I read the first few few paragraphs and liked the way it was written. and. Um, so, this week's story is She's Not Quite a Woman's Best Friend by Kylie Reed, um, who is an American novelist. Um, she lives in Philadelphia. She just came out, actually, with her first novel, um, her very first novel. I guess she had only written short stories up until now. She's pretty young, so, um... This is like more modern, um, but it's centered around a girl and serious issues of the world, but in a funny, like satirical way, um, which is, I think, a lot, uh, a lot of her work. Um, I, I really, honestly, don't know a lot about her when I was when I was researching her. I guess because she's a newer writer, but her writing does seem very like casual and it doesn't really take itself too seriously which is nice but it still like gives complex issues their airtime so um this one will run about 15 minutes uh so here is she's not quite a woman's best friend i came back to tuxin for christmas break my mom was like you need to clean out your closet or you're not going anywhere. This was her way of being dumb about the fact that I'd gained a few pounds since I started college, but I was like, fine, because it was whatever. I was going to buy new shit anyway. My high school friends were having a reunion. Aaron Tajulo was going to be there and I was obviously going to. So I took a huge trash bag into my closet and started filling it up with stuff I hadn't worn or touched in years. But when I pulled out a very old Halloween costume from when my high school friends and I were Bath and Body Works flavors, underneath it, there was magenta. Oh my god, 
Oh, Jesus. She put her little claw in front of her face. Shit, th that, that's, that's a lot of light. Magenta? The plastic cage sat on a shelf next to my old yearbooks and duffel bags. It looked exactly the same. Neon pipes, pink hamster wheels, some toilet paper tubes, and a shit ton of mulch. But Magenta was different. She looked a few years older than me, or maybe just mature. There was new white fur underneath her eyes. When I was little, she walked quietly on all fours, but now she stood up like she had somewhere to be. On top of her gray fur, Magenta wore a silky floral robe that she kept fixing and a teeny pair of Uggs that looked like they'd been in the rain. She held her robe closed and then she waved. What are, what are you, how are you still here? <laughs> hey, Natalie. Magenta half laughed. Hey, <laughs> listen, this, this doesn't have to be weird. You grew up, you know, I had other things to do. You had other things to do. And honestly, I totally understand. She pushed a tuft of fur behind her left ear. I sat down on my bed. It was weird being back in my room with all the got milk ads and Moulin Rouge posters taped on the wall above my twin bed. I couldn't remember the last time I saw magenta, but it must have been when I still had braces and before my hair was red, which seemed like forever ago. I knew I was bad at remembering things. What time my classes were, if I took my birth control, quesadillas in the microwave, but I didn't think it was this bad. Why do I remember you dying? Should I feed you or something? Do you need water? Um, Magenta winced, and I saw all four of her teeth. Maybe because a lot of your friend's pets died? H how would you even know that? You're really loud on the phone. Uh oh, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, don't be. It used to give, like, a rhythm to my day, back when you still lived here. Magenta peeked in her pocket, and I saw the glow of a tiny cell phone light up inside. She looked back up at me and smiled. Well, I said, should I feed you or something? Do you need new water? <laughs> I mean, if you want. I stared at my hands on my lap. Well, I don't eat stimulants anymore, and I try to stay away from dairy, she said. So actually, as far as food's concerned, I'm honestly all set. I had five more days until I went back to school. I kept my closet door open because it felt awful to think of closing it. Magenta made a really big deal of putting her headphones on when I talked on the phone. When I changed my clothes, she'd bury herself under a bunch of mulch or pick up a tiny fashion magazine. I knew she was trying to make me comfortable, but it just made me feel worse. I asked my mom how long she'd been feeding Magenta. Well, honey, I don't feed Magenta. She laughed like this was a psycho thing to do. It's not like she's a child. She just makes our grocery list and I pick up a few things. But it wasn't just a few things. My mom wrapped a tiny iTunes gift card and put it underneath the tree. 
While we watched The Devil's The Devil Wears Prada on DVD, she sat on the floor and made a mini version of those holiday buckets, the ones with the three different kinds of popcorn, and she barely laughed or quoted all the parts we used to love. Like when Meryl Streep is like, why is no one ready? Or we'd be walking in the mall and she'd want to make a really quick stop at some weird expensive doll store. She'd take forever and I'd be like, mom, and she'd be like, well, honey, magenta can get cold. I couldn't wait to go back to Phoenix. At my dorm, I was fucking hilarious. In Tucson, I had nothing to say. At my dorm, I was fucking hilarious. I didn't have class on Fridays. My roommates and I got blackout on the reg. And I did this super funny impression of our dorm security guard as if he just won a million dollars. Or it's more like if he accidentally won a million dollars and he was just finding out. It sounds weird to say when I say it now, but I swear everyone dies for it. In Tucson, I had nothing to say. Every time I tried to tell my mom about the cool shit I was doing back home in the dorms, growing basil out my window, getting a B in finance, she'd be like, well, excuse me. I guess I was mistaken because I thought this was your home. Laura Brumsky was having the reunion at her parents' house. I had to buy a size large, but whatever. I looked good. Still, every time I looked at Aaron Tadrulo, he wasn't—he was looking down at his phone. I remember how it felt when he said, "At a girl," at me at graduation when I parallel parked Laura Brumsky's truck on the first try, and I just wished he'd bring it up or that someone would arrive and really need their truck parallel parked. The only time he talked to me at the reunion was after I said I'd seen The Blind Side with my mom. You actually saw that movie? He was sitting on the kitchen counter and both his shoes were untied on purpose. I sucked in my stomach. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It is that bad, he said. He scratched the side of his shaved head. It's another one of those white those movies where white people come in and save the day and it's like oh hey black people you can be like us be like us and then we'll like you it's bullshit laura bromsky grinned at me over her beer didn't you say you cried um no i lied i said my mom cried Later, in Laura Bromsky's backyard, I thought that maybe I could fix it by drinking more. But then, in the space between Aaron and me, his phone lit up. It said, message from magenta. Next to the M was a pink heart emoji. And a little mouse face that was next to the A. My chest suddenly felt like it wasn't even there. I stood up. Are you serious right now? Aaron said, Natalie, chill. As I walked out of the backyard, I heard him go, It's not like anything's happened. But it didn't really seem like he was saying this to me. Laura Brumsky was standing with beers in both hands as I walked through the kitchen and took the keys from my purse. She looked past me to the sliding glass doors and mouthed to someone, Oh shit, he told her? Magenta was in pajamas and eating popcorn when I came home. I closed my bedroom door, laid face down on my bed, and began to sob into my sheets.
Magenta said, oh, God. And then Natalie, wait. I heard her little nails tap on the side of the cage. The sound made my lungs all tight and scrunched up. Natalie, listen, she said. Okay, wait, I swear to God, Aaron is just a friend. I sniffed and turned away from her. I'm serious. He's so random and completely not my type. But even if he was, I'd never do that to you. I put my hands underneath my face. Natalie, don't cry. And then she kind of laughed. (laughs) You're going to make me cry. Do you want to come feed me a little bit? I shook my head. Come on, like old times, remember? Man, I'm starved. Uh, What am I going to do? As she said this, she was sort of singing. I sat up straight. If I was really so loud on the phone, then Magenta knew how I'd gone down on Aaron in his car in the rec center parking lot on the 4th of July, how I begged him to at least think about visiting me at college, and how it was only two hours away. Okay, I said. I crossed my arms. Okay, yeah, I'd like to feed you. Magenta laughed and said, really? It was clear she thought I was joking. But when I didn't wipe the snot away from my face, I let it drip down onto my shirt. Magenta closed her mouth and walked to her bowl. If I was really so loud on the phone, then Magenta knew how I'd gone down on Aaron in his car. I went to the kitchen and opened the refrigerator. I ripped off a stalk of some hard green broccoli from the bottom drawer. My mom was watching Law & Order SVU. When I passed by the living room, she saw the broccoli in my hand. She said, good for you, Nat. Before I slammed my door, I went, shut up, mom. I threw the broccoli into Magenta's cage. Okay, cool. Magenta nodded slowly. She looked up at me. She looked up at me and bit her bottom lip. Can I be so annoying and ask for some olive oil? No, I said. I want you to eat it like old times. Magenta blew through her lips. She walked to the broccoli. The bedding crunched beneath her, and she took a small florette in her hand. No, I said. On all fours. We stared at each other for what seemed like a long time. We did this until Magenta bent down and began to crawl around the broccoli. She looked as if she were in a game of charades or pretending to steal cookies from a jar that she was more than welcome to have in the first place. I felt like I was watching an adult do the hokey pokey with a child who wasn't theirs, putting their left arm in and their left arm out at a birthday party where they were obligated to attend. Magenta took a bite. Okay, um, squeak, squeak, she said. Thank you, Natalie. Yummers, squeak, squeak. I sat down on the floor and hugged my legs. How was I so fucking fat? Since when had my mom started doing arts and crafts? And did Aaron Drulo really hate texting as much as he told me he did? Because it kind of seemed like he didn't. Magenta came to the side of the cage, and her face looked careful and sad. Do you feel better, she asked, or not so much? I shook my head and said, not so much. 
On the last night in Tucson, Laura Bromsky texted me to say that she and Aaron made out and did some over-the-pants stuff in his parents' garage on Christmas Eve. As I packed my bags, Magenta asked me if I was okay, and we ended up talking for hours. I played my old CDs, Amy Grant, Jewel, Tori Amos, Tony Braxton, and she showed me how she charted what she ate. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. It wasn't as judgy as I'm making it sound. It was actually really nice. Around midnight, I sat on my suitcase as Magenta organized her things. A little white bandana was tied on her head, just above her ears. In a corner of her cage were three tiny boxes. One was labeled toss, one said keep, and the last one said donate. Obviously, Magenta could be a little much, but we had history. Hey, just to put it out there, I said, you could drive back to Phoenix with me tomorrow. I have a closet in my dorm. Magenta stood up and pushed her fur behind her ears. Really? It would be cool, I said. You could even come to class if you wanted. Obviously, Magenta could be a little much, but we had history. Maybe she could help me get up in the morning since she was such an early riser. Maybe I could try some of her healthy eating habits. I felt like I could never forgive Aaron Tadrulo and Lauren Bromsky. But I was the one who forgot Magenta was alive, and she seemed to have forgiven me. Most important, Magenta was, had always been mine to begin with. You know what? She said. She partially closed one of her eyes. I think that sounds really fun. Really? Yeah, she said. You know what? Why not? I want to pack up my stuff and get my cage ready to go. A change of scenery would be really good for me right now. But the next morning, Magenta was gone. Her cage was so empty that when I walked over to it, the wheel spun around once by itself. She'd left me a little, a little note that I read using the magnifying glass my mom had on her keychain. Magenta had gotten an internship at a magazine I'd never heard of. She was hoping to be hired soon after, and she was moving in with friends. She hadn't had the heart to tell me, but she wanted to catch up with me soon, when everything cooled down and her schedule wasn't so all over the place. She wished me all the best. There are times I see knitted boots or a colorful robe in a doll store window, and I think Magenta would like... Something she can wear around the house. I stop and I think about sending them to her, say something quick and nice and a card that I'd attach. But then I remember that she didn't leave her address. Writing down my meals actually works. I've lost four pounds and now I'm kind of dying to see Magenta at brunch or at the places where the bartenders know my name. But I know that these are places she'd probably never go. That Christmas, when I had shown Magenta my impression of our dorm security guard winning a million dollars, she said, Sorry, it kind of sounds like I'd have to be there. It was a quickie win. That was, um, that was, she's not quite a woman's best friend. Um, that was, honestly, I, I was giggling to myself that was much funnier than i thought um and surreal honestly because uh, i know that we either had friends or been that friend um where this kind of happens and uh 
yeah, it's jarring, but it's just kind of life, I think, and yeah, weird, um, though magenta seems like a piece of work, um, but wow, that was fun, that was fun. Um, I think that her other book, um, let's see, it's, it's probably very similar to this. It's called Such a Fun Age, um, and I'm sure it's just as fun about this, um, so, yeah, that was great. Um, I will not be here next week but feel free to listen i'll upload all of the broadcasts so far onto the website um and yeah thank you for listening to how did it get so late radio um i hope you have a lovely rest of your night and week and sweet dreams until next time